What's up, Daw Nation? My name's Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to episode four of Behind the Daw. I'm very sorry if you can hear my wife vacuuming in the room next to me. I'm recording from home. It's kind of the new setup. It is what it is. So nonetheless, I'm excited to get into this episode of Behind the Daw. Um, Really quick, if you're new to the show, Behind the Daw is a series where we invite music producers, artists, music industry experts to come open up emotionally, philosophically, and artistically, share tips and tricks about their journey along their career and in the music industry. If you haven't checked out some of the other episodes, I highly encourage you to do so. Nonetheless, this week we have a very good friend of mine, very, very good friend of mine. His name is Joshua Marment. He goes by Diamond Eyes. He is probably the best singer ever period. He's absolutely amazing. He does all of it with very budget equipment. It's incredible. In this podcast, we're going to get into some very intimate details about his life, about how his best friend was murdered. It's 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 really, really deep. And, he, and I'm really proud of him for opening up in such a way. So I encourage you to listen to this with a respectful mindset. If you have any comments that you want to that you want to put down in the comment section, please be respectful of Josh and what he's been through. Josh really went out on a limb here to really express himself, to really open up. And I'm, I'm really proud of him. I, I think this is going to be a really big help for a lot of people listening to the podcast. So I just want to give a huge shout out to the patrons that have come through every week that have helped support this endeavor that we have going on with the podcast. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Literally $1 a month. That's literally changing everything. And so if you want to be a part of the In the Dawn Behind the Dot Patreon, there is a link in the description. Go ahead and click on that. The Daw Bot will get you all set up and it just helps us keep going. It really does. And plus you get access to a private Discord community where we're sharing tips, tricks, industry secrets, the newest industry news. You can collaborate with each other. It's it's absolutely amazing. So I'd highly encourage you at least to go check that out. Go ahead and click on the link. The Daw Bot will put you in the right direction. And if you have any questions, you can ask the Dawbot. He'll give you the information that you need. And also, if you have any suggestions about artists to come on the show, I'm more than willing to bring basically anyone on that you guys so desire. There's a link in the description. Go ahead and click on that. And finally, uh, I just want to remind everyone, if you really like what what's going on here, if you really like the episode, you like what you're learning, you like what we stand for, I would highly encourage you to go ahead and click on the link in the description that has that, that's about suggestions. Go ahead and click on that because if you click on that, you can go over, you can talk to the Dawbot, give all the Dawbot basically every suggestion of artist or music industry expert that you want to come on. And I'll, I'll consider them. I'll, I'll go through them. I read every single one. So thank you so much for coming through on this episode of Behind the Daw. And make sure to check out that In the Daw episode that we did with Diamond Eyes too. He broke down his song, Hold On, which is the song playing in the intro right now. But without further ado, I want to introduce you to Diamond Eyes. I want to welcome everyone to Behind the Daw. This week we have Diamond Eyes, also known as Josh Marment. He's he's a brother. It's really good to have him here. I'm really happy about that. And then I also have my co-host today, who is Addie Danes. She also goes by Adelaide. Say hi, Addie. Hi. Addie just barely released a really amazing song with Trilogy. Trilogy's been on the show before. So uh, tell us a little about the, the song that you just released. So the song we just released is called Sweet Talker. And basically it's about a sweet talker. Uh, yesterday was the official release date and it's released through Nova Lotus Records, a uh, record label in Salt Lake City. And it's just, it's a song where it's like, it was one, it was a song created as in a memory, like something I had gone through in the past. 
Addie, for those of you who are listening, uh, if you need a female vocalist, she's absolutely incredible, super easy to work with. So if you need her contact information, go ahead and email me at Wyatt at music and stuff, LLC.com. But let's hop into the, uh, let's hop into the podcast. Josh, how you doing today, man? I'm i uh, I'm all good, man. How are you guys? Pretty fantastic. Super stoked to have you here. Likewise, man. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So first question that uh, we always start off the, the podcast with is tell me how you came up with the name Diamond Eyes and why you still use it. Oh my goodness. Uh, I give you the short version, but essentially I went through that stage of picking an alias like every artist does. I decided it'd be a good idea to buy a notebook and to just write every single alias idea or name that came to my head. Um, anyway, two or three weeks go by and I've filled out the book completely. And from every everything from rip-off Skrillex names to really left-wing names. And I just didn't like any of them. Uh, my dad comes in uh, and he says, you still looking for a name? And I'm like, yeah. So he's like, how about you call yourself Diamond Eyes? Cause you have really blue eyes. And I was like, okay. And I just kinda, I, I'm not sure if it was just it's from the outside view and not being so attached to, all, to that name that you said, or, you know, it's generally just a good name. But I kind of clicked with it and I was like, yeah, I like that name. So ever since my dad came into my, to my home studio, what, like six years ago or something like that? I've been Diamond Eyes. So yeah, that, that's wow. me. That's amazing, dude. And I've, I've, I've looked at your branding and everything. And I love that you call your fan base Diamonds, right? That's 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 the name you call them? Yeah, super important. To me, that's really, really cool. And I love that basically your your your, your voice, or not your voice, sorry, your, your, your branding with Diamond Eyes, your alias with Diamond Eyes. I think it fits your 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 music perfectly. You know what I mean? Because when I listen to it, your, your music's very sparkly. It's very, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's pretty but it's like beautiful to say I don't, I don't know how to explain it that makes that makes sense to me i mean i get i get away so it's okay awesome. awesome i looked you up today and so i i because he's like diamond eyes i was like have you heard of him i was like no like i haven't heard of him but i'm, I'm gonna look him up and your stuff is sweet that artwork for it with the, what they're saying it like fits in with your diamond eyes thank you um it's really cool futuristic i really like it so how long have you been doing music for like what starting point where they're like hey i'm gonna do music uh -huh. 10 years old. Yeah, 10 years old. I started with Spanish guitar that my nan bought me. She bought me a three-quarter-size Spanish guitar. I had lessons for like a few weeks and I really didn't like the guitar teacher. So I taught myself for like four years and then found like an actual guitar teacher that I adored and he was incredible. Yeah, I got involved with him and this is like Diamond Eyes for like six years after. So That is a lot of dedication at 10 years old to say, hey, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to teach myself. I, I got to the point of practicing for like, what, seven, eight hours a day. I remember when you and I were doing the pre-interview too, you, were, you said that. So you started with the Spanish guitar, which to me, the image of 10-year-old super British Josh picking up a Spanish guitar, it's one of the most joyful images I've ever had in my life. <laughs> oh, mate, you should. Yeah, you're lucky you want my parents. Apparently, I got really, really agitated at them when I was trying to practice, I think, House of the Rising Sun. And I couldn't get it right. And my dad was filming it when I was about maybe 12 or 13 and I was like I can't do it like, and he was filming me and I was getting really like aggy at him apart from those moments it's a pretty pleasurable experience like, <laughs> tell us why did you get into music Josh uh, I don't know how to answer that without sounding cliched but it's at the same time it's honest I adore it it's my passion even when I sucked at it I was like I, I never started music to be like famous or anything I just I started music as an outlet for myself and a, a way to express myself in a way that I felt would be the way that I'd want to express myself growing up. So I, I purely and simply got into music because I just felt it, you know, I just felt it in me at a young age and I just wanted to, I just wanted to be that. I wanted to be that guy that could, can make songs and, you know, make people feel, but not only make them feel, but use it as a form of 
yeah, had the form to deal with life, you know, in, in essence. Um, if something traumatic's happened in my life, I've been able to write about it, you know. But at the same token, if something brilliant's happened in my life, then I've also been able to write about it. But just to have that and as a byproduct, have people that can really get captivated by my records is just as awesome. So yeah, basically, yeah, for that reason, not for like money or fame or anything like that. Yeah, and I've always found just like as a side extra bit, like I've always found when I've always written music for myself, that's when I've had the most success. Mm -hmm. It's not when like someone's been like, hey, you should write X record or you should do that. You know, it's been like, yeah, I'm, I'm really feeling this and I really want to make this. And I feel like I just, I really get involved with the record when I'm behind it. Do you have any experiences where uh, music, whether it was music that you were writing or, or otherwise, you know, from someone else, that music really helped you in a hard time or that really, uh, uh, really influenced you in a very like extreme or, or passionate way? Yeah. I mean, Al City, again, it was funny, but like through a lot of hard times in my life, I've gone and used Adam Young's works um to get me through it like yeah pretty much every life event i can remember like al city has been there <laughs> really? uh yeah probably al city moving mountains i'd even say at some points like heavy bands like a band called issues I, like there's a vocalist called tyler carter and i like i die for that man like his voice is literally the most heavenly thing my boyfriend uh, loves issues oh they're so good they're insanely good but yeah like issues recently have been a lot of help for the past couple of years like even like me and my sister like I've died two sisters but like my older of the two who's still my younger sister you know when she was going through a hard time I'd take her out for drives in the car and we'd go get coffee and we'd go out for like just drives and we'd smash issues out so loud like <laughs> out of my car or out of her car that like we'd, I'm surprised that we don't have tinnitus or a deaf now um for those of you who don't know this about Josh, so Josh was extremely, extremely good friends with Christina Grimmy, which which I, I had no idea when I first met Josh. And so he's agreed. We talked uh, before the podcast started that he, he has agreed that it's OK to to talk about it. He feels comfortable with it and everything. So, Josh, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about your relationship with Christina, everything that you kind of went through with that. Yeah, I don't know how else to put it, but she was my best friend. Yeah, I mean, she was like the one person that I'd always go to, you know, if I wasn't feeling life, or, you know, or vice versa, if I was super feeling life, you know, she'd always, and funnily enough, she'd always know when I was feeling down or, you know, kind of out because um, I'd usually get like a random text her and she'd be like, oh, hey, dude, thinking of you, like, buddy, and I like, put like a million whys on there. But yeah, so she was, she was, I don't know, she just understood me like a lot and being in the music industry was a lot, you know, that was a real, real blessing to have her in my life as such a close friend. But yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you the story of how we met because it's quite, it's quite odd yeah. and funny. I made this EP called Night, the Nightlife EP. One of like... A mutual friend of ours. His name's called Michael Wyckoff. He's an epic guy as well. Time out. So Michael Wyckoff is actually, so he's my teacher at Icon Collective right now. He goes by Riot. He does a lot of finger drumming stuff. You guys should check out his stuff. He's amazing. Sorry, keep going. Michael is, he's such a dude, honestly. I love that guy to bits. I'm, I believe it was Michael that introduced Christina to one of my songs called Rivers. And it was off this EP that I made, my first EP. And Christina was on The Voice at the time. And like, she was one of the finalists and she said, she said to me that she was feeling really sad and she was showing this record and it like made her tear up and cry. And 
she said she just felt connected with it and that was so awesome to hear but as a result of her loving the record that much she got in touch with me on facebook and initially like because i i already had subscribed to christina like years before just growing up i was like oh cool you know she's got an incredible voice and she plays the piano and it's just awesome so i i can remember subbing so i'd been subbed for like a couple years at least before and my sisters knew of her and loved her and so and anyway so i get this message from christina uh, my Diamond Eyes Facebook and it's like oh my gosh Diamond Eyes hey how are you like I love your music ah like love her love her love her love. I'm just like loads of like grammatical errors everywhere and I was like no way is this legit that Christina Grimmie it's like some fan that's crazed and is just having me on or whatever so I'm like oh I kind of write it off a little bit but basically it was just like a huge lovely message like the most kind of like doughy message ever and it's just like I was like but no that's that's not her no way and anyway I'm uh, I think I'm eating lunch later that day and I'm like out on like like a, chair, a swing chair in my back garden like eating pasta I get like a vibration on my phone and I'm like oh the real Grimmy is now following me on like Twitter and Instagram and like all these other things and I bring up my management and I'm like do you know who Christina Grimmy is and they're like yeah and I was like, ah, she really likes my songs. And she's like following me like on all my social medias now. And they were like, what? They were like, how? I was like, I have no idea. Basically, so anyway, the conversation ended and I was like, perhaps I'd better respond to the, to the message that she'd sent me <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that is her now. And because uh, obviously, you know, she's quite big. She was like, you know, she was hugely influential. Uh, for, for our generation and uh, you know I, I just didn't think it'd be her because like she messaged me on like uh, this, this private profile it had a weird last name and stuff and uh, apparently it turns out it was her uh, so I respond and we get talking and uh, just hitting it off like and I'm just like proper like we're on the same wavelength as far as music goes and we're you know we were both in love with Skrillex at that point and we were nerding out about video games and like and it's a really really I don't know it was just it wasn't expected at all so we agreed that we'd make some records together and so as a result of that she very graciously not only flew me out and get, like and got me a hotel to stay at, but her and her brother also came and picked me up, took my bags from me, like I didn't have a choice in the matter, and uh, then took me out to sushi, where I met Michael for the first time. Two two like of my other really good friends now, Jonathan and Bobby. And obviously I sat down with Marcus and Christina as well, and we ate sushi. They were like, Oh, you you should definitely try the trust me platter. And it's like all this like fish that I'd never eaten before and I'd love sushi but I'd, this was like sushi sushi like some proper serious stuff they drove me back to the hotel and I'm pretty sure I just fell asleep for the night because I was shattered uh, but then I woke up the next day and yeah and then essentially we wrote Stay With Me which uh, within like a day it started out as a future bass record another of us were feeling it and then we just kind of sat down with the piano and the guitar and started singing like hook lines together and she would essentially and I'm like, genuinely as well it would just be like I'd write a line and sing a line, then she'd sing a line and write a line, and then I'd sing a line and write a line, and then so on and so forth. And literally within like such a short period of time, we'd written the lyrics together. And there was no contention for like, oh, I think you shouldn't sing it like that or sing like that. It was literally just straight, it works. Yeah, and just from that moment, we just became such a like, we were able to write stuff so quick. And like we had such a good like partnership at the same time. That's amazing. And, uh, it was amazing, truthfully. Like, unfortunately, now that she's no longer with us, it, it kills me, you know, because yeah. you know, never have I met someone that I've ever got on with so well that understood me. 
but musically understood. We understood each other as well. And it was like, you know, I just got her and she got me and we just, we were both like, let's just make some really, really good music. That was like my first person that I'd found that I'd actually got on with that on that level. So yeah, I mean, that was, that was really freaking cool. That's really interesting because like, I'm thinking back on my life right now and like, you're right, connecting with another person on a musical level. You know, you guys have similar likes, but it's not just like, we like the same song or we like the same artist. It's like a whole different wavelength. It's like a whole different resonating power that we don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never really talked to anyone about this before now that I think about it. But like now thinking back on my life, really the only person I've ever resonated with musically was my brother Chase. And we used to do it over old school underground hip hop, you know, that with like the really, really deep lyrics, you know, like the really profound thought provoking lyrics. And I remember us just like sitting out and like looking at stars and doing this and just like we were on the same wavelength. And so it sounds like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that that was you and Christina. Like you guys connected on that musical level, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, mom. Initially, and I think forever, it's always going to hurt um, knowing that she was taken from, from this life early. Honestly, looking at it now with a bit more perspective, you know, I am literally so blessed of had a connection and to have had her in my life um, as not only like one of my best friends, but as someone that kind of just understood me and I understood her as well. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That was just a blessing, man. You know, like no amount of money I would ever trade for, for that memories and for the lessons that she taught me, you know. So when did you meet her? Like officially, like when was that message to you? Early 2014, I think. That was not that long ago. No, again, like, yeah. I think we only knew each other for like three years in the end, or like two, two, sorry, two and a half years, maybe. No, I've been talking beforehand and stuff, but yeah, no, it was like, it's honestly, it was like I knew her a lifetime. Yeah, to be honest with you, like, even though for the short time period that, you know, she was in my life, I can't tell you how many gigabytes of data she took up on my bloody phone. Like, <laughs> like the amount of video she'd send me of like funny stuff. That's the other thing, I swear to you, dude, like, she was like my biggest fan as well. Like, we'd like, Every time I'd rock up to a house in the morning, I hear one of my songs playing. And or like if we were out in the mall or something or doing something, um, like get some lunch, she'd be singing like one of my songs that I hadn't even heard of for like a year or two, you know. But she'd she'd have them all on her iPod and her iPhone and stuff. And so you you became really good friends with Christina. And she was your, your biggest fan. You guys connected on such a deep level that is hard to find. I mean, I, I would say that the, the connection that you found maybe only comes around once, twice, three times at the most in a life. When all of that came, you know, tragically to a stop, what did you do to get your life back? Because I mean, that that had to be so drastic. I'm sure you took a break from music and basically everything, right? Being honest with you, I'm only now picking myself back out from it. It happened like tragically it happened like two days before my birthday um, so i really didn't feel like celebrating um but fortunately like you know i had i had all my family around and stuff and my girlfriend Erin. um and you know and there was a, there was an incredible amount of support you know um throughout all of this yeah i took a big old break from music i took a big old break from life really not intentionally we had so much planned i just had to do a bit of a reset on my life i had to kind of just spend time with family and friends and you know yeah i mean it's not not even that i wanted to start making music it's just i was emotionally exhausted and at the same time i had glandular fever as well that, that lasted me until like this year because it can last up to what, like a year what is it called glandular fever what is that i don't even know 
I don't, I don't fully know, but all I know is it attacks your body basically. And there's no like cure for it, but you have to get better. Your body has to get better by itself. But for a period of my life, just getting out of bed was hard enough. And it's really hard to just to tell people, be like, I've got nothing left to give today. Like I'm emotionally drained and grieving one of my best friends. And at the same time, I'm ill, you know, like on the plane out, you know, I, I blacked out on the plane to go to New Jersey to say goodbye. Um, and yeah, I just, I didn't sleep for like days before the flight. And it just, it was really was not a healthy place, like physically and mentally, you know, it was a very dark place and time in my life. And at the time it didn't, it just felt numb. But now looking back, it was like, that was bottom, so to speak, you know, I've got like a few people that I'm like, you know, like, that are like my support system, you know, people that are behind me and people that believe in me. And she was like one I mean, Christina was like one of the biggest, if not the biggest believer for me. You know, she was like, in her head, she was like, he's already there. He's already there. She'd always say like, you're better than Skrillex. And like, you know, look at her funny and be like, are you serious? Like, don't, no, I'm not better than Skrillex. You know when someone isn't messing with you and they will look you in the eye and they will say what they say and they will mean it if they mean it. And so when, you know, when I lost that and was ill at the same time, I just kind of struggled to get up in the morning. You know, I struggled to get into routine. I struggled to structure my life. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, I had to get, and I still have therapy, you know, to, to combat some of the things that have kind of resonated as a result of, of the trauma. And it's very real, but at the same time, it's very okay to feel not okay. Um, and that took me such a long time, maybe up until about two, three months ago, where I actually started opening up. I thought I was opening up to my therapist but it was only like three months ago that I actually started opening up to my therapist and uh, being honest and having the real conversations with myself and you know being like you know I'm not okay this is how I feel and that's okay and I said to myself after my mental health deteriorated last year I was like I'm gonna get a therapist and I'm going to work through these problems and I'm going to do it without any kind of antidepressant drug because I had quite heavy depression. I still suffer from, from like depression and anxiety quite, quite bad at some points. I was like, I want to fight through this now when it's its worst. So I don't have you know, returning problems because I've not solved it. I mean, not solved it, but not kind of combated it or not fought it back. So yeah, so like, yeah, I, I dove straight in head first and obviously now I'm doing a lot better. You know, I'm still left with a lot of pain because it is rightfully painful, you know, to lose people in that manner. Yeah, unfortunately, I lost another one of my really close friends a few months ago to some unforeseen circumstances on his end. It's, it's something that you never really kind of, you can never really get rid of, but you can get better from it for sure. Now, obviously, now I'm, I'm back at making music every day. Unfortunately, I've lost a lot of my, I've lost all of my buzz. You know, I built up quite a lot of a name for myself and we got like, all these you got like a sync deal with the Madden thing with Silent BBC Radio One and like Zane Lowe was playing some of my stuff and so yeah and that, I'm obviously building that back up now but yeah that that will happen but you just kind of got to give it time and be kind. <laughs> You're an incredible artist so that's not you know that's not going to go away. You just you're going to build it back up. Though. We're very very sorry for your loss. Yeah man, I, I appreciate it guys. Thank I, you very I, much. Absolutely, I just I, I really got to say like the fact that you are the type of person that would realize that you're not doing good and that you would reach out for help. I, I need a therapist. I need to go to a counselor and all that kind of stuff. That is incredible, Josh. Because most people would not acknowledge it. Most people just sweep it underneath the rug. And, and most people would not talk about this in a, in a podcast situation. You know what I mean? Like, but you're man enough to say I struggled and I got the help I needed and I'm a lot better now and I'm going to keep getting better, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, a few months ago, perhaps I wasn't as strong. Yeah. I mean, even if, you know, even if I, if one person kind of is going through a tough time and isn't sure what to do, 
with their life, you know, if they're struggling mentally, then and they, and they hear this or hear me talking about it, you know, it could be in the street with a friend or, you know, it could be on this podcast, you know, then that's, that's awesome. You know, being able to talk about how you feel openly is such a gift and everyone has the, the capacity to, to be honest about themselves. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's something that I owe to, to not only myself, but to other people that are going through it, you know, that haven't necessarily been okay or been able to deal with it yet in any mental aspect. So I have this theory with uh, with what you're going through right now. I would arguably say, you know, like you're the, the the circumstance that you explained with Christina. That is extremely tragic, and I don't know if anyone necessarily. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say anyone. I don't know if very many people go through that intense of a tragedy in their life. But I do believe that everyone at least goes through some form of tragedy, if not several in their life. Right. So opening up on my end too. So when uh, when I was 19 years old, my dad committed suicide. And so that was really, really rough. And he, he actually wasn't my real dad. He was just the man that raised me. You know what I mean? Like it was, I didn't have a dad and then I did have a dad and then that dad committed suicide. You know what I mean? It was like really, tr- really, really, really tragic. So like I can kind of enter the, the tragic boat with you and kind of understand like where you're coming from and everything. So when that happened, it was the worst thing in the world. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't focus on anything. You know what I mean? I couldn't go hang out with friends. I felt like any form of happiness was a dis a disgrace. You know what I mean? Because it's like, how could I be happy right now when, when someone so close to me was taken from me? But finally, I, I feel like I did get to a point like what you're talking about where it's like, I don't think it's good to live like this. Like, I don't think it's good to have this pain 24 seven. And so I took the proper steps and everything. And so what I've come to realize with that, cause it's like, but if I let go of the pain, do I let go of them? You know what I mean? And you, you kind of struggle with that. And so what I've come to notice is that like, you can still let go of the pain without letting go of them. Feeling pain is not the best way to honor those that you love that have passed on. It's actually one of the worst things you can ever do because if you think about it they're looking at you from the other side they're like i don't want you to hurt like do do you know how painful it is for me to be on the other side and seeing you hurt i still have a lot of questions why what happened happened but i've gotten to a point now where it's like no i am not pain free of it but i've gotten to a point where it's like i have accepted what has happened and have faith and have you know comfort that one day i will know the answers without getting too spiritual, I do believe that one day I am going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with him in in the next life and be like, why? And he's going to be like, this is why these are the circumstances that happened. This is why I made this decision, so on and so forth. And then at that point, I feel like, okay, I can, I can fully let go at that point. You know what I mean? Good good on you for, you know, for being the hero of, of, you know, of your own headspace, because being able to, to take control of a situation like that requires an intense, amount of character and that's you know and at the same time you know suicide is a real thing and it's it's absolutely horrible and tragic and uh you know even you know you you may touch someone in in this podcast but i know like even just talking to someone about your experience he's going through something similar um or even on the on the the end of of wanting to do that you know so yeah good on you man for being so open about it and i I hope that you know it touches someone else and kind of cause a knock-on effect if anything just listening to this conversation with you guys like it's amazing because you guys are so on the other side now like you're obviously you're still dealing with the pain of it but you you have allowed yourself to feel so many people just like block it out yeah, yeah. block it out and don't deal with it and and you guys have really let like, 
just listening. You guys are really large, but you guys are incredible. And the only, I mean, I have been blessed to, you know, I've never had someone close to me pass away or die. But the, the closest thing I've had is, you know, great grandparents or when I, so I do pictures. I'm into photography and I had taken these, this girl's senior pictures. And two mm-hmm. days later, she had gotten in an argument with her dad and they were driving really fast on the freeway and she had hopped up and died oh my goodness and it was like i wasn't really close to her but just that i had talked to her two days before this and like taking her senior pictures and got to know her a little bit it was just like devastating so i can't imagine what you guys have gone through just for me having that small experience with it it's honestly it's uh all pain to a point is equal you know pain is pain at the end of the day so yeah so again sorry that you, again you you experienced you know losing a you know a friend or a colleague during that it's, it's still never it's still never you know it's never an enjoyable experience for sure and it does all of it you know no matter how deep you're involved with somebody or you know a person or an event uh, you know it still takes takes you know character to get through it so yeah yeah, good on you for, you know, obviously dealing with it. Thank you to both of you for really opening up like that. That's, it's not an easy place to go into. And it, like you said, Josh, it takes a lot of character to, to open up with that kind of stuff. I wanted to ask you, so with, uh, with Hold On, uh, Hold On, Bar None is my favorite song from you. Is it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Is that song about Christina? Uh, no, it's not. It's actually, uh, it's my girlfriend. It, a lot of inspiration came through coming out the other end with Christina. You know, it's just about, you know, when my girlfriend was going through a bit of a rough time and uh, giving her something to listen to when she wasn't feeling, you know, good. So it's like, I'm just enough to make you smile. That was like one of the opening lyrics. And I just wanted to remember, you know, whenever she's feeling low, that, you know, I'm there and I love her. And truthfully, that's literally, that's the reason, like, really why I wrote this song. One of my follow-up questions to that is, is because to this day, so I've been married for two and a half, almost three years, you know, we're two kids in, I still, I haven't created a song for my wife because of this reason. I know, Addy, you're looking at me. What? The reason why is because I just feel like nothing that I create will properly convey what I feel. Like, I'm kind of afraid to even try kind of put something in song form i mean how did you do that you know what i mean because you did a bang up job like you did awesome with it it's the same reason why i made my girlfriend i made her a video game for her last birthday what uh it and it took me 200 hours of my time uh, from scratch to make her an rpg like a role-playing game oh my god uh, where she was the main character and her and her little miniature dash and winnie is her little dog's name is in there as well and like every one of her little like sayings like she says those are little cute things that i always remember so i i, I coded them into the game best um, word in the world goes oh yeah <laughs> and to be honest with you i have had up until that point zero game development knowledge so i sat down and she was like we were talking about video games so she was like i'd love to be a video game character and uh, i kind of in that stuck with me in my head then like a few months before my birthday i was like i'm gonna make her a video game but I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. And to be honest with you, it came out really well. Like my advice to you would be, don't be afraid of it being perfect. Only concentrate on doing it for the right reasons. And if you concentrate, you know, if it's like a love song to your, to your wife or, you know, just something that you're feeling yourself. Like if you want to write about experience, you know, um, or make a game about experience, I don't know. Um, but if you do it for the right reasons, and say for your wife you make her a song because you love her and you adore her it doesn't matter if the song's literally like an out of tune guitar and it's like and you go I love you 
you know, it would probably make her laugh, but she'll still get the same thing, the same emotion from it <laughs> as you writing this complex, like, like seven, eight rhythm with polyrhythms and stuff in it, or like, you know, some kind of like ballad song or some kind of electronic dance music piece. You know, it's just, it's where the heart is and what you say. I totally agree with you. That's, you write it for her. You don't write it like, oh, I hope this sounds good. Or like, you just write it with her in mind and whatever comes out, you know, is, is how you should write it. Don't compare it to any other love song. Like, this is, this is for her. This is blowing me away right now because, like, thinking about it, the other day, my daughter walked up to me and she had this, like, big smile on her face. And she pulled a half-eaten grape out of her mouth and gave it to me. And I was like... My daughter is the cutest. Yeah, thank you. Oh, bless her. Literally. But 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 it makes sense. Like what you're saying right now is that like, the, like if you look at the actual what she gave me, like it's a half-eaten grape. Like woohoo, you know. Like it's, there's nothing really to that. But yeah, because that's what to the best of her ability right now she could give to me being 18, 19 months old. It was like so heart melting, and it was just like oh, like thank you so much. She was like 18 months old. Mm-hmm. And she gave you a grape. And maybe when she's two year old, she'll give you a picture. You know, when she's eight year old, she might write you a poem. And when she's eighteen year old, she'll tell you that she loves you and she'll thank you for raising her. Yeah. You know, when she's thirty and she's got a husband, she'll she'll thank you for walking her down the aisle. Her best of our ability and the best of our ability will only be as good as what we are now. Yeah, I mean, so long as you're always giving your best, you'll you'll never be able to truly give everything at the moment in time like what you want in your head because what you want is always perfect but you know the best of your ability like you said about your daughter that's something that you can give to someone you love or, or even to yourself you deserve to give yourself the best because this is super inspiring luckily why it's got it on record so we're good yeah yeah like i'm literally gonna save it like three times after this because man this has been just an unbelievable amazing podcast i i can't even believe it just thank you guys for like involving me in this and it's so nice to meet you josh and my pleasure it's for you guys to involve me and it's again been a pleasure to meet you as well on final question for you and then and then we can go ahead and head out so this is, this is a question that i've asked everyone that's come on the podcast this far and a lot of different answers and i'm, I'm really interested to know yours so to give you a scenario right so you from here on out, you, you live the dream life, whatever you define as the dream life. You meet all of your goals. You are so satisfied with your life. Finally, it comes to the end of your life. You're on your deathbed and you turn over and you look at your firstborn son and you only have enough breath, enough energy to tell him one piece of advice. What do you tell him? It's a heavy question. Oh my gosh, that's hard. <laughs> okay. It's okay to be. It's okay to be? Yeah. I can see this going in so many beautiful directions, but I want you to expand on it. I know you probably wouldn't be able to expand on it with him, but I want you to expand on it with me. Tell, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just thinking about it and, you know, just thought of my personal experiences over the years um, and even like the stuff that's like losing friends over the past year and dealing with illness and mental health and physical health. And uh, it's okay to be, you know, it, and it's it's a multitude of things. It's an, it's an amalgamation of of life really it's it's okay to be sad it's okay to be depressed it's okay to be down it's okay to feel good when you feel good you know it's okay to celebrate it's okay to love it's okay to live that's kind of where my head kind of took me it's like most importantly it's okay to be you that's really really good advice because people people just don't know how to be happy and they don't know how to 
like I've struggled with being in a situation and being all there. So I'll feel emotions and letting being all there hundred percent. And so that's really, really good advice. Josh, Addy, thank you so much for, for joining me on the show. And oh my gosh, I, I can't even explain how much I've learned about you and myself and just life in general. So thank you so much. What's up, Dawn Nation? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Dawn with Diamond Eyes. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, or if you didn't enjoy it, please let us know down in the comments. You know, what did you like? What didn't you like? What could we improve on? What suggestions do you have for these type of episodes? I just want to remind you about the Patreon that keeps this podcast going. There's a link down in the description. Dawbot will get you all set up if you want to if you want to go down that path. Again, I want to remind you about the In the Dot episode that we did with Diamond Eyes. It is on Multiplier's YouTube channel, or you can listen to the 4.5 episode, which is the episode right after this, that basically we break down his song, Hold On. It's, it's really powerful if, you're, if you want to learn more about the production side of you know electronic music. So with that being said, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or Spotify or iTunes or Deezer or Google Play or YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're partaking of this and you like what's going on, please comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow, repost, you know, whatever is appropriate for the platform that you're on. It helps us know that we're doing a good thing and it helps get the message out to other producers. So thank you so much for watching this episode of Behind the Doll with Diamond Eyes and we'll see you next week.